Welcome back to the Profit Your Knowledge podcast. Today's guest is Beck Thompson. She is your dating and relationship coach, podcast host, and author of an international bestseller. And she's also the heart behind the relationship circle. She's been in uh, coaching therapy for over a decade, tons of experiences, loves the world of relationships, and she's also been able to make money teaching people how to have relationships, which I think is so cool. Uh, you don't have to be a marketer in order to, you know, teach people that to make money online. So if you have a passion for dating and relationships and you're like, I wish I could teach people that stuff, hopefully Beck's story inspires you today. How are you doing today, Beck? Yeah, good. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Heck yeah. Super stoked. I love interviewing <laughs> someone who has like a, a nice podcast because I've listened to your podcast before this and you just have like the nice mic, you got the nice setup, you're not like showing up with no headphones or anything and I'm like oh here we go <laughs> I know I usually do like a pre-podcast interview because I'm like I actually don't know how to let people down if they if they're no good but yeah it's just to make sure that you can hear properly right right sometimes it sounds I important like, I have to coach people sometimes where I'm like okay let's here do these settings and they'll make you sound better and they're like okay sounds mm. way better and I'm like cool yeah just do that every podcast now yes <laughs> yeah <laughs> Super cool. Um, okay, well, let's get into this. So, Beck, I'd love to hear a bit about your story. Uh, first, what made you decide to put a line in the sand and be an entrepreneur in general and not do the typical kind of nine-to-five job or leave that world that we're growing up being told this is what we do? Mm. Uh, and then how did you get into doing what you're doing today? Yeah, I, um, gosh, what I remember years and years and years ago, I landed in the world of personal development. I went to a, um, over here, it's called mind, body, spirit, mind, body, soul, um, like a festival where like there's loads of different stands. And I remember walking past this stand with my mate and we were like, oh, here's this, um, this event that we want to go to. So we signed up and we had no idea. We went to this, um, this weekend event and we were there all weekend, got completely sucked into it, loved it. And out of that, I bought a, um, like a seven day, uh, personal development event and a life coaching event. And I remember like an, um, a qualification, sorry. So, and out of that, I remember thinking, wow, there's a option to do something else because I went to uni and studied and then got a nine to five job and worked in the health system and, and really was in that box from, what you think you would do. And so it was nice to, I just had my mind opened at an event really that said, this is possible. It's possible that you can earn money. And the idea of coaching really spoke to me. There was something really positive about it, really like forward thinking, really practical, really, I just, it just really spoke to me. So that's the first kind of intro that I got to it. Um, and then it took me a while to land in dating and relationships because I started out in life coaching and that was mm. very broad and I wasn't very qualified back then, if I'm going to be really honest. Um, thank goodness I did some more study, um, but just a lot of hope and faith and going for it. And yeah. Mm. What, uh, because yeah. it's funny because I was in construction work. I left, started out as a life coach, the spiritual life coaching. And it was just kind of general life coaching too. Like we help people with everything. And I was like, this is really hard <laughs> to market. And I learned uh -huh. about marketing. So I got into productivity coaching. That's where I learned about more online business, got more qualified and was like, okay, this is, this is what I love doing is this kind of stuff. Um, what was it for you that made you like, at what point and what was kind of going on that made you realize like, I could be like a relationship kind of person. Yeah. 
Yeah. So for background for people, my my degree was social work and I did a lot of um, domestic and family violence therapy, a lot of trauma therapy, a lot of work with women around self-worth and boundaries and, and stuff like that. So it kind of felt natural to fall into that, although it didn't seem natural to me at the time. So I had the life coaching business. And like you said, I was doing everything from like, I was doing business coaching when I didn't even really have a great business to doing health, to like helping people clean up their room, just really random things to, then I had to have a year off. I had to have time off from the business completely to have a think about, because I was still working full time at this point, to have a real think about what it is that I loved the most. Because I thought I have to pick something and I didn't know what it was going to be. Um, and then I landed probably about after a year of like, I just love relationships. I love how people think together. I love that people can be saying the same thing, but hearing different things and not being able to communicate that with each other uh, and the dynamics between people. So then I just thought that's that's it. I love relationships. I'm going to head into doing couples work and um, help people support their marriages and relationships together. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I think it's good that you took time off. I've definitely done that and been like, yeah. what do I want? You know, <laughs> what do I want my life to look like? Honestly, it was always like what I'm doing now, but mm. I didn't have enough confidence to be able to do it. And I wasn't like, mm. I haven't built like a million dollar business or anything, you know, but I eventually started to learn how to actually do things that people couldn't do. And I was like, mm. well, you could try this. You could try this. And I was able to spot like kind of these pitfalls that people had. And then mm. I started helping people make money and I was like, wow, I can actually do this. And that gave me confidence mm. to finally dive into this. But this is really what I always wanted to do. It was just hard for me to grasp that when I was first starting out. What advice mm. would, you, would you give to someone who is thinking about starting in online business and just like, they're like, I love, they're like you, you know, I love the coaching idea. Uh, I love like the whole industry and that kind of stuff and the the idea behind it and the fact that you can make a bunch of money, but I have no idea like what I should pursue. What advice yeah. would you give to that person? Like, first of all, I'd get some training around it because the, the unfortunate thing I see in the coaching industry a lot of the time is that people don't learn how to have proper boundaries with clients and, um, and know what it's like to actually work with humans because humans are like, they've got a lot of stuff going on, right? They're complex and there could be trauma in there or there could be, um, you know, a lot of history. And we have to know whether a person is right for us to work with or not. And particularly in the relationship field, you're going to encounter people where they like to tell you their history and their trauma. And you have to know whether you're going to be the right person to handle that or maybe they need therapy. So like, I think it's really important that you go get some training around how to support clients and to know whether they're your clients or to know whether you don't have the capacity to be able to support them because I don't want humans' lives messed up. That's what I'm really passionate about. You know, I'm very lucky that I had a background in social work and boundaries are drilled into us around clients and working professionally with clients is drilled into us and confidentiality and making notes and, you know, all of that stuff is really drilled yeah. into you because you have to from a legal perspective. So I feel very grateful that I got to carry that forward into my business. But sometimes now I see certificates of like $7, sign up and do this NLP course and then you become a coach. And I'm like, oh, please don't. <laughs> Please yeah, go do some proper training where you can get some actual knowledge around how to coach because it's 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 not simple. Like, mm -hmm. sure, I mean, yes, it's simple once you have the knowledge, but you still need training around it. So that's yeah. what I would say. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's what I did. And I'm really grateful that I did uh, going through, I went through Brave Thinking Institute. It used to be called mm-hmm. Life Mastery Institute. Then they did a whole brand facelift. Um, and it was, yeah, it was very like general life coaching, a lot of like listening to intuition, tapping into that. And I love that stuff. It's been so mm-hmm. helpful for me, mm-hmm. just like personal tools. Uh, and it works. It's just like universal laws of how the world works, basically, and getting mm-hmm. in touch with that. Um, yeah, I think that that was really good. And they taught us how to like ask good questions to people mm-hmm. and how to help them discover their own answers. And it's like, wow, this is really cool. But it was thousands of dollars for me. I invested yeah, a lot totally. of money into overtime totally. and like climbing ranks and took me like two years, I think, until I was like, okay, I'm going to start my business now. I could have yeah, started totally. earlier, but yeah. And you made such a good point that um, like asking good questions, I think sometimes people get into coaching because like, I'm going to tell people what to do. I have had really bad dating history, so I'm going to go in. I'm going to tell people how to do it because this is how I've done it. I'm like, well, that's not how they need to do it. Like it's about getting the individual person to reflect on how how they need to do in their life. And intuition is such a huge part of that, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like people know what they need to do. Mm -hmm. They just get the mental blocks that they can't do it or that maybe Mm -hmm. they shouldn't. But it's like, Mm. we all have that thing that's coming up that's being like, you should do this. And nine times out of 10, it's right. Yeah, totally. And that's the intuition. Mm -hmm. So that's where I really learned about that. And it's funny because now I help people with like business and that kind of stuff. And it's become, I'm still doing the same thing. Like everybody's Mm. a mindset coach, whether they market themselves as that or not. Mm. You know, I worked with a woman Mm -hmm. uh, or I talked with a woman, she was on my podcast about uh, she does like finances with people, a lot of spreadsheets, very technical. And she said that she's like, what surprises me about this is that I'm so much of a mindset coach more than anything, just people's like mm-hmm. mental barriers when it comes to like mm-hmm. their finances and being honest with numbers and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, it's funny mm-hmm. how we're all mindset mm-hmm. coaches. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, awesome. Well, I'd love to hear a bit more about, you know, as a relationship coach now, um, helping people with this. I feel like when we, when we do the thing that we teach, mm. I mean, at least it is for me and I feel like it was for you, but we kind of feel like we want to have a, uh, we want to be a role model for the people mm. that we follow, uh, which is like you mentioned about life coaching of, Oh, I didn't really have my life together. So I can't be a life coach kind of thing, mm. you know? And I, I mean, I'm not some multimillionaire, but like, I understand this business thing, but I want to get people results and I, and I live by the things that I teach too. Yeah. And I'm sure yeah. you do with relationships. Yeah. How have you kind of navigated this, uh, crazy terrain of like growing a business and still keeping relationships in your life? Yeah. It's, um, it's hard. It's not like, you know, and I'm super honest with my clients with hopefully on social media that it's, you know, everything that I teach and I can give everyone the tools in the world, but still, I can still go out that door and like I work from home and have a fight with my husband because I don't know, the kitchen's messy. I don't care about that. He does. Um, you know, like, so it, it just takes practice. And it, I think the biggest thing that you said there is like having integrity. Like for me, it's like, I feel if, if my relationship's not going great and I'm not honest about that with myself and my husband, then I feel out of integrity and I really, that's a highest value of mine. So I really struggle to do anything. Um, And like with the single women that I work with, I'm not single anymore, but what I teach on a lot of the time is self-worth and boundaries. And I remember I had a cleaner that came and did my bathrooms and I had to fire her. And 
I had to have boundaries around like because it wasn't working out. But that was really hard for me. And I tell people to, you know, dump people all the time if they're not right for them. And and I remember thinking, I've got to do this because this is what I tell everyone to do. You know, like I tell everyone to be honest with the person, to not ghost them, to and so I had to do that with the cleaner, but it was difficult. Um so for me it's just really important because so much of what I teach, I learn and I, I just have to do it because otherwise I feel so ick about it. Like it's just I have to be in integrity with what I teach and what I do and I have to be authentic. Yeah. Yeah, authentic yeah. is huge. And I think it shows more that you're like an expert too. The more that you live into the things that you teach, the more stories and experiences you have to share with other totally. people. And when you're like, this thing happened in my relationship, here's how I handled it. Like I teach yeah. you a concept. For example, here's a story of how I did this. And then it's like, yep. oh, instead of you just giving me the the theory, then it's like, totally okay. Yeah. But when you back it up with a story of yours or a client of yours, you know, and maybe a client of yours and then yours just to hit it home even more, I see that, wow, Beck is like, she does this, like she lives into it. So she's legit. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. And it's, um, I think it's really important, you know, so much of what I did at uni, which I just did not resonate with, was learn theory after theory after theory. And there was nowhere for me to put it into practice. And so it's so important for me to practice. Like if I'm telling people like do a relationship check-in, you know, like let's chat with your partner and see how things are going. If I'm not doing with mine, how do I know that it works? Like that's just a theory, you know, like I know other people say that it works, but I need to test it out to go like, is it practical that I say do that for 10 minutes or like, you know, could we get derailed? What happens in conflict? You know, like it's really important for me to, to practice these things out and experiment them just as much as I tell everyone else to. Mm -hmm. And it's so funny how you said, like, like I tell people to do this stuff. So, and then you got put in a situation you're like, dang, this is really scary. Yeah. <laughs> this is hard. <laughs> and you're like, wait a second, get it together back. Come on. You got to, you got to do this. I did. I had to do a lot of self-talk. <laughs> You've yeah. got to do it. Yeah. Well, it's good though. Cause then you can help people better. Um, mm. what is it about relationships that, that keeps you in it for so long compared, like, you know, you've been doing this for a long time, just the journey, but been in relationships mm. for some time now. And how come you have stayed with this niche, you know, compared to being like, Oh, I'm burnt out on it. Let's move to something else. Yeah. Yeah, that's such an interesting point because I knew when I found it that this was it and um, and it's going to be it forever because I just love it. What is it about it? I know one human is the same and I, I love the breakthroughs. Like I've worked in it long enough to know that like the single woman who's like really struggling with self-worth and boundaries and puts up with rubbish relationships on the other side of that work that they do is a beautiful, healthy, respectful relationship. And I've, I've seen it happen. So like, it's so cool for me to watch that transformation, you know, and the couples that, that fight all the time and can't seem to be getting anywhere. Once they have like some just real simple tools in place, their relationship transforms. So it's just like, for me, seeing those outcomes, I, you know, a lot of the work I did in social work, I didn't see the end result. I, I was such a small part of that journey. And now, yes, I'm a small part of their journey, but I get to see a whole, I get to see the journey with them because they work with me long enough that I see the start to to the end and and hopefully they continue on that journey. And if not, they can check back in. But it's, yeah, I think that's it, that I get to see these results and and I'm such a curious human. Like I just love how people work and I love 
just sitting there and I'm not judgmental. I just want to understand and see what happens in someone's head and see, oh, how did you get to that? Like, how did you start to think that way? Like, how did that belief come in to be? That is for me is so fascinating because we believe things that I don't even think we know we believe like, and Mm. they trip us up. So like, if I can just like, just be really curious and, and try to understand that, that for me is fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. I I love relationships. I even thought about being like a relationship coach for a while because I I grew up and kind of my story supports it too. Just my parents not getting along. They loved each other. This was kind of my observation that they really loved each other, but they didn't know how to love themselves. Mm. So they would take it out on each other Mm. because they would love each other and be hugging and stuff. And then the next day they're like fighting and like almost going to kill each other. It was crazy. Yeah. And then the next day they're like lovey again. I'm like, what is happening? I was like five, yeah. five years old, just like, uh, <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> five years old, it's pure chaos. But yeah. anyway, uh, my relationship with my girlfriend is awesome. And it's, it's so important to me to have that because part of me is because of my past, you know, just seeing mm-hmm. my parents, like, I never want that. You know, if mm-hmm. we end up having kids, it's like, I want my kids to be like, mom and dad are awesome. Like yeah, they totally. love each other. They are in love they're doing stuff that they want to do with their life. And like, that's the impact I want to see. I've always had the dream that if you, you know, you go into a grocery store, you see someone you haven't seen in 10 years or five years or whatever, a long time, maybe from uni, you know, and it's like, you guys have changed so much or like a reunion or whatever. And you see people and it's like, I wish they were normal to see that person be healthy and happy Mm -hmm. and talk about their great relationship with someone that they're with, you know, or just that they're confident in it. It's like, yeah, we're doing all this cool stuff. We love each other. Mm. And you can just tell the energy's there. And then they're Mm. doing work that they really enjoy. Mm. Like it's rare that you see someone who's checking off all three boxes. And I just wish that that were normal. Totally. That would be beautiful rather than, Oh, it's horrible. I can't wait for the holidays. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, some relatives and stuff can get a little wild for sure, but (laughs) Yeah. yeah, I'm talking about like the immediate person that they're with. So yeah, that's just something that's been big. And, you know, you work with um, a lot of people. I mean, you work with men and women, which is cool, mostly women. Uh, but mm. you have some, like, entrepreneurial kind of clients, correct? Yeah, yeah, heaps. Because um, generally, this is interesting, but over the time working in this field, I've noticed that the the client that comes to me in particular would be a woman who's got everything else in her life together. So either doing really well in career or very good at business, or I've had some people start businesses while they're um, working with me, which is interesting because we've transitioned from like working as like a couple with them to like them around their business and how they manage just themselves in business, which was interesting. Um, Yeah, but mainly really successful in every other area of their life and they just haven't prioritised dating is generally the case. Um, mm. What do you think... um I mean, not to get too deep into your clients and stuff, but just like Mm. common kind of stuff. Uh, Mm. I always find this fascinating. And I've noticed this with different dating coaches that, you know, with with helping someone like get into shape, they can have great relationships, super supportive spouse. Like, come on, I just want to see you healthy. And they're like, Mm. I got a good job, but just I'm not putting the emphasis on my uh, health. Mm. And there's Mm. like these other people who are like, I got tons of money, got all the business Mm. in the world, do very successful. I take Mm. care of myself. But when it comes to relationships, I'm so shy. 
Mm. you know, and I just can't hold a relationship to save my life. And it's like, mm. they can pay for the program and stuff, but they just struggle in that area. It's just, I always yeah. think it's, it's interesting. Um, yeah. wh- what kind of challenges do you see for these people who like they're, you, you know, whether they are very successful or not, but they're pursuing kind of their dream. And as mm. a result of that, pushing relationships off to a side, like if they're single, you know, they're not dating and that kind of stuff. Um, mm. yeah. What's kind of the, I guess kind of the workaround for people and like balancing all that. Mm. It It's really interesting. I think a lot of the time it's around like what they believe around relationships. They might have really successful beliefs around that they can start a business or that they can get healthy or, but a, a part of them believes that they're never going to have a relationship or that they're going to be, what have people have said to me? Like I'm the, I'm the one on the outside of the ring. Everyone's on the inside of the ring and they've got a relationship or I'm the last apple on the tree or like I'm the last one left mm. on the shelf. I hear those kind of things all the time. And they really do believe that like, because all their friends are in relationship, but they're not, you know, and so what's wrong with them. And so there's this like self-fulfilling prophecy around like just not doing it. So therefore a lot of time they just don't take the action because they're worried that they're just going to but it's funny because if they don't take the action, it's not going to happen. Right. Um, so it's just, it's just an interesting cycle that they get stuck in. Yeah. That's like when I help people kind of like nailing a niche, I always tell them like, you can't figure it out in your head. You got to get mm. out there and do it mm. like you did, you know, like I did too. Mm-hmm. We started uh-huh. a general life coach. And we're like, let's do this. And then we realized that's just what I really want. You took a year off to be like, let yeah. me really think about this based on my experience with this thing so far. Yeah. I didn't really like this. I like this. I didn't really like this. And then all of a sudden relationships are the thing. And then you pursued it. And then you were like, this is for sure the thing, but it's an idea. And yeah, it's the same thing. It's like, we get so wrapped up in our heads with things and insecurities and whatnot that we just sit on the couch. And it's like, the person's not just going to come walking through the door. Like you got to totally. Yeah. And I say to clients all the time, like, let's just like this first phase of when you're dating, let's just use this as an experiment. Like, Let's experiment, see what you like, see what you don't like. You don't have to find your husband on date one. Like, let's just go out there and because you don't even know what you like anymore. Or do you even know who you are or what you like or what you want or what's important to you? I don't know if you're going to fully know that until you experience stuff to go, oh, that's a massive red flag for me. Or like, I put up with that and I shouldn't have, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, the people that you work with mostly, I, this is kind of interesting, but you know, you do dating and like relationships as well. You mm. start as relationships and then you got into dating. Cause that was just the demand. Um, yeah. Are these people dating the majority of them because they want to find the perfect person or are they dating just cause they like want to date? Majority of them want a relationship. They yeah. Want, yeah. They work with me. Yeah. Very mainly my men don't aren't the ones that They're want like, a relationship. <laughs> teach me the ways. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. So on that topic, you know, cause you, you do help people with relationships and part of that big part of that is finding the right kind of person. If mm. someone's very entrepreneurial, I feel, and I've noticed this, Alex Ramosi's talked about this too. And I've thought about it. I feel like as an entrepreneur, we run into, uh, two types of people. We either have the other entrepreneurial person who's pursuing the same stuff. If you know, you know, they do the podcast, they do all that stuff too. And you guys are both building this thing together or your own things side by side. And then you have the cheerleader. So the Mm. cheerleader, I don't know anything about entrepreneurship, but I, you know, I got your back Mm. and I'm supporting you the whole way. That's my girlfriend. Mm. She's not, Mm. she's doing more like entrepreneurial stuff, but she's not like Mm. 
as into personal development as me, which honestly, I never thought that that would happen, but we just like hit it off and we've had an amazing relationship for almost five mm. years now. Mm. And, um, we communicate well, you know, and we work together and she's kind of like the yin to my yang. Cause I can be a little mm. too like, go, go, go. And she's mm. kind of like, let's chill. Let's hang out. We don't have to go crazy, James. Just hang out, slow down. <laughs> um, and that helps me. But, um, what, what kind of advice would you give to someone who's thinking about, you know, like if they're going on dates, they're trying to find the right kind of person. Like, is there any kind of things that you recommend to people to really, I don't know, pick that right person? Yeah, uh, heaps of stuff. So like, firstly, get clear on what you want and what you're looking for and what your values are. Um, because I think if you don't know that, you'll just go blindly into dating, which is what I see all the time. The usual pattern is people go, I'm ready to date. They get online dating, they make a profile and they get out there. And then they have millions of conversations and go on dates and waste their time. And then they burn out and they go, I hate dating. I hate online dating. I'm getting off. And I'm like, well, did you even know what you were looking for? Because you could have saved yourself a hell of a lot of time if you were clear around what it is that you wanted. Um, so I think doing that, but the biggest thing I'm teaching now is like to get people to trust their intuition because I actually don't care what your list says. If your intuition, your intuition will always override that list. So mm. um, I'm teaching people more how to like get out of their head and into their heart and to trust the the gut around what it says to do next. And that includes like where you meet someone or what you do or, but if you're not there yet, make the list, make the values, get really clear on what it is that you want and don't put up with stuff that doesn't fit the list. Like, yeah. I want you to be fussy. I want you to be really, you know, cutthroat with that because you have to be, because otherwise you settle and then you're not happy. Mm. Yeah. It's, it, I had a list, you know, of things because I agree. When I was uh, single before I had met my girlfriend and um, I would always imagine myself being with someone who's like super athletic, like sports, because I love CrossFit and I just love athletic stuff and working out all the time and that kind of stuff. And, um, that was like a big thing that I was looking for, but also just like a good person, you know? Mm. And, um, there's much more to it, obviously attractive, of course. And, uh, I met Lexi and we were just, I mean, she was like, she, she's okay with me saying this stuff, but she, um, she's not like <laughs> super athletic, you know, she's not like, let's go on a run this morning. She's more like, I'm just going to chill. She's freaking beautiful. It's like 10 out of 10 insane. She has crazy good genetics too. She's gotten a lot more into, you know, hiking and that kind of stuff and yoga and finding stuff that's different ways, not CrossFit. It's a little extreme for mm -hmm. her. Um, mm -hmm. But it's not what I imagined, you know, going mm -hmm. into it. Mm. But I saw so many people, I would go on dates all the time and I got good at online dating. I was just going on a lot of dates and a lot of people, it's just that intuition piece. I was like, this is not the person, you know, mm. I don't, don't want to stay the night, you know, I'm just, mm -hmm. no, I'm good. Uh, I was really weird about them staying the night with me. Cause then it's mm. like, if I stay the night there, I can leave and you can leave. Yeah. It's not a big, <laughs> it's like, okay, I'm going to head out, you know, see you later. But if they're at my place, they're like, Oh, can I like stay? It's like, Oh no, yeah. that's weird. You know? Uh, yeah. So I was always weird about that. And then, yeah, when Lexi and I hung out, it just like, we clicked, we talked like nonstop for like two hours. Mm. and um, had to go and then went on another date and just like kept going. And we just like, I just stopped talking to everyone else because it just felt mm. so right. Mm. And she was the one person when, you know, time came where I was like, you can stay. Like, I'm fine with it. Stay here and mm. you can chill with me. And then COVID hit like five-ish months after we started seeing each other, five, six months. And then she just moved in with me and we've been inseparable ever since. So wow. 
yeah, we just always hit it off. We've had disagreements, you know, and stuff like that, but yeah, she's, of course. yeah, I think the intuition piece is so big. Cause like I had this huge checklist and I could have been super mm. strict with it and been like, no, mm. maybe mm. I would have found someone who matched it, you know, but, yep. um, I went on a lot of dates and it just felt right with her Yeah, and now yeah. we're almost five years into it. So yeah, it's so important. I see people override the intuition all the time and, um, that's why I often say to people like do a phone call, do a video call before you go on a date. Cause you're wasting everyone's time. If you're going to go on a date and then you're like, you could have known that in a phone call, like, mm. or a, or a video call that you weren't right for them and just listen to it. Like, don't feel like you're people say to me all the time, oh, I just don't want to hurt their feelings. I'm like, you're wasting their time and yours. Like, this is not a nice thing to do by going continuing to lead them on because then you're delaying them from meeting someone. So I think you think you're being nice, but you're not. Right. Like, it's not nice to either of you that you're doing that. Yeah. Yeah. The longer you're together, the more connected and attached you can get to each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's tricky. Yeah. Relationships are one, one heck of a thing, but... That, that's mm-hmm. awesome. I think the intuition is huge. And then, yeah, I mean, God, there's so much we could talk about with relationships. My brain's just <laughs> like going. Uh, yeah, actually, we'll save this topic for a different day. But I do want to, because I'm just like, we could go off on a tangent. We're already at like 30 minutes. Uh, Beck, based on your career, being an entrepreneur, you know, trying different niches, growing your business, working with clients, all this cool stuff. What's something that you wish someone would have told you early on? Oh, I'm going to go with the same thing around dating in that you don't have to work with everyone. So trust your intuition around clients too, because if you get a client that you think is not right for you, it's okay to not work with them. Um, Definitely in the beginning I took on, I don't get it anymore, thank goodness. Um, But definitely in the beginning I took on clients just because maybe I wanted the money, maybe I thought I had to work with everyone that it just weren't right for me and it just was not good, not a good relationship. And, um, it wasn't many, but I just wish I'd, I'd learned that in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. So, so true. The intuition piece, it is so much like dating, especially coaching. It's such a relationship mm. business, you know, like we're going to work together for X amount of time. Could be months, could uh-huh. be a year, like who knows, yeah. um, or whatever your agreement is. And that's time where you got to show up with this person often you got to sit down on calls with them. And if you guys don't like each other, like it's going to suck. Yeah. And I need them to be ready to do the work, right? Like if people aren't ready to do the work, then maybe go to therapy. I don't know, but it's not with me because can't have you turn up time after time after time again and not do anything we talk about. That's just a waste of everyone's time. Yeah. I worked with someone. It was like literally between us, the conversation was just like, we're beating a dead horse, you know, just Uh over and over again, just nonstop. And I ended up refunding them you know, thousands mm. of dollars. Yeah. That's what I did. Like, yeah. I was like, it's not right. It's not good. So yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's hard, it's hard too. And it, it usually if you feel the intuition being like, I don't know something about this one, usually it's right. So yeah, I knew for sure. Yeah. 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 Good on you. Yeah. That's big. And I, I mean, sometimes it takes like just one of them to be like, okay, they were right. You know, uh-huh. so if you listen to this and you do it, you'll be like, okay, Beck and James were right. <laughs> Never. Yeah. Again. Yeah, totally. I mean, that's the interesting thing about intuition. I always say to people, even if you choose to override it, but you're conscious about it, and then you see how you feel when you've overwritten your intuition, that's sometimes enough information than trusting it rather than trusting it, if that makes sense. Because you know, you're like, shouldn't have done that. That didn't feel good. 
but I did it anyway. So next time I'm not going to do it because that didn't feel great. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think that that's been a huge piece. Just I'm glad I learned that early on too. It's about mm. practicing listening to your intuition because mm. uh, it served me well in many areas of my life. Yeah. So, And with business, right? Because then you know which way to go because like a big thing I've had to learn is like you just need to pivot all the time. Right? Like you oh, think yeah. that you need to go down this way, but nope, you need to go the other way. But yeah. you don't know that unless you tune into your own intuition around like what do I need to do next? What's mm. coming up next? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my podcast, if you go like all the way back in the archives, it is the one channel where I haven't like unlisted or taken off any videos or content. So you can literally see like day one of the journey and all the changes, niche changes, topic changes, everything yeah. and pivots I've made over the years to where I am today. So I think mm. that's pretty cool. I tell people that and they're like, cool. I'm going to go back and listen. And then they go back. <laughs> yeah. Beck, it's been great getting to know you, hanging out, chatting about this. Thanks so much for the stories, the wisdom and uh, the relationship advice and tips and everything too. Where can people learn more about you and get connected? Yeah, I'm all over social media and the internet. My business is The Relationship Circle. So if you just Google that or go on Instagram or Facebook, I'm there. Awesome. We'll put links down in the description. For the listener, you can build a highly successful business and have great relationships on the side. Even if you're single, you can still date people and do this. Probably good for you. Get out of the house. Get away from the computer. Go live your life. You know, <laughs> go make some friends. <laughs> um Cause that's easy to do in entrepreneurship is just kind of be a hermit crab and just work on your business. Um, but yeah, I think that any, when you're in the relationship too, like, you know, Beck, we didn't go too deep into it, but setting boundaries and whatnot. I've had to do mm. that with my girlfriend. Mm. Um, and just being like, I'm at work, I'm doing my work. Mm. I may, you know, this is like early on in our relationship. I was like, I'm not, no, I'm not making a lot of money right now, but mm. like it's, it's going to work, you know? And then mm. now she's, on her way to be a stay at, well, she's got like a, another week of her job and then she's going to be like a stay at home girlfriend now. So it's like, ah, cool. you know, everything did work out. So yeah. it's important to have those boundaries. Cause you know, that that's what allowed me to actually get the work that I need to get done, done. Mm. Uh, but even boundaries away from work too. After this, mm. yeah, after this call, I'm in family and friends time. So I'm going to go hang out with yeah. family and friends, take my dog on a walk and then go to bed. I got tomorrow. Um, yeah. But yeah boundaries with yourself, right? Yeah. Oh, hundred yeah. percent. That's huge. Mm. Yeah. Mm. But, uh, the biggest thing is that you take something that inspired you from this. You do something with it because implementation is your only superpower. So take, what we learned here, get out there, make something happen. We'll see you in the next one.